Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. At the end of each podcast episode, I'm going to recommend a podcast that somehow or another ties into this episode. So please listen to the whole episode of the podcast because I guarantee you, Podcast I recommend you're going to love. Do you believe in the paranormal? Do you believe that a photo or an object could be haunted? Have you ever dressed in drag? All of those questions and more are going to be answered on this episode. Colleen Curran co-hosted with me, and we had the opportunity to sit down with Robert Buden and Derek Pence, who is also known as Zenobia Darling. Enjoy the conversation. Coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios, Harford County Living presents Conversations with Rich Bennett. Come on. You're faster than me. Guys. Oh, man, you already said it. I was going to ask her if she remembered the date. Sitting here today, I am actually joined by this singing acupuncturist. Colleen Curran is joining me, and we have Robert Vasputin. No, I just had to go ahead. <laughs> Robert Putin and Derek Pence on with us. And Derek is, uh, God, if I miss anything, let me know, an author, an artist, uh, a, a DJ, a podcaster. Do you sing too? Um, I used to be able to. So, I mean, I, I like to smoke weed, and that kind of ruins my voice, so... Oh, well, like... yeah, that would kind of mess it up. <laughs> so that's why like, sometimes I have, like, if I don't warm my voice up, like, I had to warm my voice up when I got here, or else I'll sound like I work at, like, the Dundalk Diner. <laughs> I'm head waitress there, because it's, like, my voice is like, hello. It's... Well, wait a minute now, because my wife gets on me all the time telling me I got that Baltimore accent. I will uh... have to say, though, I listen to your podcast because of the accent. It's very comforting to me. And like, so you're saying I have that Baltimore accent? I have too? it too, though. But it's like it's comforting to me. That's the best part because I'm like, oh, it's like home. It's Harford County. And then when I'm like in LA and Vegas, they're always like, what's your accent? It's not New York. It's not you know, it's East Coast. And I'm like, it's Baltimore. And then a lot of my friends who are like drag performers, they're like, right. it's John Waters. And I'm like, well, John Waters is a Baltimore person. Like, right. he's like, my idol. Sit down and talk to. I love him. He is. Uh, I like See, to say I'm the next generation of him, if that makes sense. I never, I don't catch the Baltimore accent. 
Out of me? No, with me. Oh, with you. I yeah. think it's, I think because we're used to it. It could be. Like, but when the last radio station I worked at doing commercials, they even told me they're like, "God, you got a Baltimore accent." I'm in Baltimore. Yeah, it's like we're I mean, here. Like, like we're doing New York accent. Baltimore. Yeah, it's like start everything. Say, hey, how you doing, man? Oh, hey, yeah. Welcome to the show. You know, I mean, change the accent up or something. Oh, now we're in Brooklyn, like that. That's Philly. Yeah. But I sit there. I'm like, "Hey, hon, what's up? How you doing?" Like. And I say hunt a lot, and they're like, what's that? I'm like, that's like a term of endearment in Baltimore. Like, mm-hmm. that's how, that's just common language. Yeah, but, so you got to use the accent when you do that. How you doing, Horn? Oh, yeah, yes. Horn. <laughs> <laughs> go play some bowling and drink some sh- <laughs> whatever. Go down to the road, or go down the road. Drink and- some beer on tap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sure. I, used, I used to work at Dundalk for six years at Thompson Automotive, and... Uh, I it was blown. I was always blown away because I was always told Dundalk was a place for people to go bowling and play bingo, and I never believed it. I couldn't believe how many bowling alleys <laughs> to play bingo there was. But it's and fun though. It is, yeah, it's fun. And the accent, if I do have one, I guess I I got from my family because that's you know we're from that area. Mm-hmm. I mean, my aunts and everything all the time talking to them they're like rich how you doing horn come on i just it, what stop <laughs> laughing at me <laughs> man Derek, thanks for taking this thing and turning oh, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean man. <laughs> i get it a lot like when i audition because they're always like can you hide it and i'm like not really and then and then i get mad and it comes out even more and then it's like especially when i'm mad backstage and i'm like, kind of <laughs> divaing out it'll come out i'm like i need to do like do this blah 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 the baltimore comes out my friend's like oh there it is there's that girl and i was like yeah that's true <laughs> mm-hmm. i think it's unique mm-hmm. personally so i mean i'm not gonna try to change my accent if i do have one to just, I mean, I'm from here. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I mean, that's how I, I'm like, I'm from here too. I'm like, yeah. let's, I like it. It's comforting to me. So, you don't want to use fake it like some of these people on radio. Like, hello, oh, yeah. Hello, have that hello, newscaster like cadence. And I'm like, really? I'm like, where are you from? Like, right. <laughs> so, Derek Pence, tell everybody, start from the beginning, tell everybody who Derek Pence is. Okay. So, I'm born and raised in Havity Grace. I graduated in 09 from Havity Grace High School, whatnot. Young. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can say I have Botox to keep me young, but you know, <laughs> it's all good. But um, yeah, I'm just a drag performer. I've always loved like not cross dressing, right. what people say, but like I've always kind of had this character like in my head, kind of like to deal with trauma, to deal with all the that I've been through. Can we cuss on here? You just did. Okay. I just realized. I was like, wait a minute. I'm- I was gonna say I'm. You you should be prepared because I'm gonna it's say gonna I come out. Like yes. <laughs> no, you know it's something new that I found because it used to be when with a podcast you would have to label the podcast as explicit. Okay. Now with the hosting platform I use, you can do it with certain episodes. Okay. Yeah, perfect. But no. So that's going to be the I mean, one. I'm used to like nightlife and like <laughs> right. performing to like you know drunks at like a bar at 12 a.m. So it's yeah. like I cuss like a sailor. We're, but. I never understood that. Well, my grandma, like my grandfather sailor. was a I'm sailor. I'm sorry, I'm a marine, and we yeah. cussed a lot worse. That's just like a marine. <laughs> <laughs> my brother-in-law is a marine, and he says that there's a obscenity or a tapestry full of obscenity for me over the Chesapeake Bay. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I like It's like I love a dirty joke. I love cursing. So, <laughs> so actually, I've had a couple people on here like that, and to watch them try to hold back was funny. It's it, hard. actually both of them, two ladies. 
both from Jersey. <laughs> and, oh yeah, you talking about and one I had on my other podcast, and she let loose on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, don't worry, Beth. If it gets too bad, I, I can always put the. Oh yeah, I'm going to keep. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, cross dressing and drag performing. Mm-hmm. Tell her because there is a difference, and yeah. a lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. that. Tell everybody the difference. Okay, so. With, like, cross-dressing and trans people, Mm -hmm. like, it would be they were born a biological male with Mm -hmm. male, like, genitalia and, like, male hormones and whatnot, but they feel like they're trapped in the wrong body, whereas with me... I have a character. I like to play dress up, but I am a guy. I like being a guy. You know, I like my. I always say like, it's like I like. You know, I, I'm a guy, but I also like to play dress up and I like to perform on the stage. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's not the most politically correct, but oh like, god, it's, it's clear. That's me. That's me. Though. It's, I mean, it's clear. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm speechless now. <laughs> I knew that. All right, so backtrack. I'm sorry. So 2009, graduated from Harvard Grace. Mm-hmm. And then where does Los Angeles come into play Well, here? I was back and forth. I went to Towson, but okay. I was out in L.A. every weekend. I was doing mic nights, performing, auditioning. Like, I mean, they have Alaska Airlines flight. I don't know if it's there anymore from Beauty Body LAX. I would be there either Friday afternoon after class at Towson or Saturday. So you were doing this during college? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, Towson, it was like, I was like, I mean, I live a rock star life and it's like, right. I have this energy. I want to do it. I'm very driven. I know the life I want to live and I'm not afraid to make it happen and to bust my ass to make it happen. Right. So it was like, I was tired, but like, I mean, it's a five hour flight to LAX. I'm like, that's, I got all my papers done on the flights. I read, got all my stuff done. And then when I landed, I could like perform, I could do stuff. So it was, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. So. You weren't doing it in high school, though. No, you no. Started I didn't doing start doing drag until about 2016. I would say I've oh, always really? been in nightlife. I've always been a dancer and a performer. Right, and then I kind of it all kind of came together in 2016. I was like, I'm a drag queen. I need to do this. So, so what were you doing? Theater. Um, not so much theater. I kind of didn't get into this stuff till later in life. Like I okay. was, I used to work at a bank. Like I'm kind of, I kind of listen to my parents because they're always like, you know, you're not going to do anything with well, theater. Well, you weren't dancing and all at the bank. Were no, you? well, I mean, they kind of like. I could tell they knew because I would always go out. I like raving. I like going out to parties mm-hmm. and seeing other drag performers and being a part of nightlife. And they kind of were like, always like, how are you doing this? Like you're so young. And I'm like, I like performing and i'm like you know i like going down to dc and seeing my friends and like my sister lives down there and i moved to dc when i was 19 just up and left wow and like that's where i was there i was there in my early 20s that's kind of where i got the start of it so it was all through there and then you know and then finally in 2016 i started performing and i was like i want to do this like full time like i love performing i love being her like i want to do this full time and kind of like drag started having like a resurgence with like drag RuPaul's Drag Race coming on, mm-hmm. which I mean, we'll go into that because I have my own issues with the show. But and then there's <laughs> another one called Dracula, the Boulay Brothers Dracula on, I think, Shudder. Huh? That's all about like scary drag queens and like the spooky queens, which are mm. what like I do. Is it something okay. that Rob Zombie hosts or something? Um, I mean, they're, the song, they're, it's I'll that type. It. It's definitely that brand. OK, <laughs> so it's that type of like performing. So that's the one I mean. I'm not going to, I mean, I have audition for it, but I mean, I definitely want to be on that show, but at the same time anymore, I want my own reality show. I want to control my own edit. That's something I studied when I went to Towson. So it's like, so what'd you major in at Towson? Theater. 
theater. So I had a theater uh, studies track, so <laughs> I did both acting and I did all the backstage stuff. So I have, I mean, anything in a theater I can do. I I mastered it. So and it's kind of like you know I kind of use an everyday life pretty much. And I kind right. of I would say I'm a theater artist. I'm a creative person. And kind of how do I how do I make this all happen? So it's been so when you're performing, it's not Derek Pence. No, it's Zenobia Darling. Zenobia. Mm-hmm. Zenobia Darling. I, yes. I love the Darling part in there. So mm-hmm. let me, so when I met Derek, he came into the gallery. Right. We, we were just talking, and, and, uh, and he introduced himself as, Hi, I'm Derek Pence, and, and uh, I'm a drag queen. You know? <laughs> and and uh, um, straightforward. I, I mean, that's the way so, to do it. So, yeah. Yes. So we, uh, I said, Zenobia, Darling. I, so my mother's name is Zenobia. It's really? like it's yeah. a weird coincidence. It's just I've never heard that name. Yeah. To be honest with she you, she was an Egyptian uh, queen. She was like the first Xena warrior princess. She was and, a yeah, and and, wow. and got Middle kicked the Romans queen. out. And, and uh, yeah, so yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know so, that. And, and even more amazing. Stuff. So Derek wanted to do a, a just a, a low-key drag I was night. workshopping. Right, I'm yeah. trying to do a new style of performing. I'm just getting older, and I'm like, I can't be performing like I used to. So it takes too much Red Bull. <laughs> 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 so the... Uh, uh, we were talking about dates, and uh, and I said, "Well, wh- how much time do you need to pre prep and all that mm-hmm. stuff?" You know, blah blah blah. And uh, uh, he said, oh, "Well, let's see. And here's their calendar, and uh, he said, let's let's do it on March 19th." And uh, I said, oh, "Okay, you know." And then uh, I'm, I'm thinking about March 19th. March 19th. That was my mother's birthday. Get out of here! Yeah, I, I mean, kid and you I not. Was like, I, what? I, 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 kid, I, kid, I, I don't. My life has, has been so incredible. I, I don't. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't have it's to. It's like, yeah. And then, like, know? the logo for Artist Emporium, the gallery that he owns, like, is a mermaid. And, like, Zenobia is a mermaid. Like, I drew this, like, crayon mermaid when I was eight years old that I actually have tattooed on my arm. And it's like, it matches the logo. There's so many weird synchronicities between us Whoa. that it's, like, unreal. <laughs> yeah. Like, it'll yeah. give you goosebumps because it's like, we sit there and I'm like, is this for real? Like, you know, and actually, real quick, tell everybody where the Artist Emporium is, because if they haven't been there yet, they need to get there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's probably the only uh, 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 place in uh, Havity Grace that uh, has a uh, drag queen. Very true. <laughs> I mean, the State Theater has, has oh, yeah, a drag the show theater. that yeah. I have several <laughs> friends that are in that, So, but I'm like... But he's also an artist. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I always say, I, yeah. first and foremost, I'm a painter, so it's like... You know, no, we have fun. I mean, yeah. I am a, I mean, yeah, I would say both. It's all, it's all yeah, art. Yeah. So. It's all art. Yeah. That's We're at two, that? Is it 220 Washington at? Street? Yeah, 220 North Washington Street. Beautiful downtown, Habity Grace. Okay, so you're in the, you're all, you are in the historic district there. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. And uh, uh, do you have a stage in there? We did at one point in time. We had. Uh, um, I made it a stage. <laughs> <laughs> we we did at one point in time because um, 
I, my first general manager um, was a theater person. Okay. And, and, and as all his family was. So they were doing rehearsals. Matter of fact, I'll let them use the, there's a back room that we're, we're re, uh, renovating. Okay. That uh, will be a, 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 a artist in residence place probably sometime this summer. Oh. I got, I got some grant money coming in. Nice. Yeah. So. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing I've amazes me about how Harford County is all the different artists that are here. Yeah, artists, authors, everything. It, it's just, it, musicians. <laughs> I mean, this area has a, it has a hub of like creatives. Yes, here. and the creativity here is different than anywhere else, and it's oh like, yeah, it's unique and it's like it's our own vibe, which I love. How would you describe it? It's it's very eclectic and it's very it's very I think how to like phrase this. It's very like broad. Like there's all different types of paintings. There's all different types of artists, like and creative people here. Mm-hmm. Like with with just with the gallery. I mean, we have abstract expressionist artwork. Um, we have me who does neo expressionist to anywhere from like master art painters and like people who really studied the classics. So it's like a nice range of stuff. And then I'm also a graffiti artist. I love graffiti. That's kind of where I do stuff. And even that has a place in the gallery. So yeah. with like and, and and just having a broad horizon of mm-hmm. paintings because I don't know who's going to walk through that door. Right. People come in from New York and go. How come everything's so cheap here? You know, <laughs> starving like, artists. Yeah. No, no, no. I said, well, what's the rent in New York? You know, <laughs> that's yeah, that's okay, true. Okay, that's true, so, and it's still expensive with everything the way it is up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's are are is it me or are you seeing more and more drag shows? Happening. I'm seeing more drag. Drag is mainstream now. That's like, what I thought. It's always. I'm seeing local it, restaurants. Oh yeah. Do it and everything. Yep. It's now. a good way to bring money into the, the, to the thing. It's fun. That's where I saw that. Yeah. yeah, they do. Dr- I saw it there. Drag Twenty Four Alehouse mm-hmm. did yep. it. Yep. Drag it, lunches. Oh yeah. Brunches. Brunch. Oh brunch. brunch. Sunday brunch. So What's a drag brunch? <laughs> oh, it's just a brunch with like breakfast with alcohol where the drag queens perform. So. It's pretty fun. I mean, I Baltimore is a hot spot for drag. It's one of those right. things that always gets looked over in like LA for like bigger stuff. But I mean, drag here is like part of our culture with like Divine and John Waters and stuff. So the drag here is next level. I mean, some of the queens in Baltimore, there's Washington Heights, Hazel Darion, all these queens who like I've performed with and know. And it's like I want them to be mainstream. It's like you guys are that good. And I like that they're now making like a stable income doing drag, right. which is something where like even 10 years ago, I mean, even five years ago, I was like, there's no way I can make money doing drag here. Where and now, now it's, it's a demand for it. Yeah. Wow. So. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So Zenobia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zenobia darling. God, I love that. It's name. good. It's mm-hmm. good. <laughs> After what you told, what you guys both told me, if you're listening, never mess with anybody named Zenobia because they will tear you <laughs> up. <laughs> so when you're all right, when you're performing, walk me through a performance. I mean, what is it that you're actually doing when you're performing? So it all depends on the venue, what type okay. of booking it is. So I can do anything from like um I mean, I do Lady Gaga impersonation. Like, I'm a huge little monster. I always say Lady Gaga is like my idol. So, same thing as Madonna. But I actually have one, like, I have a title from the Kennedy Center for my Lady Gaga impersonation. So, like, I love her. I do that stuff. I kind of do this, like, zombie glamazon in a way. Like, I definitely like horror. I mean, in Vegas, they call me a zombie hooker glamazon. But, I mean, I don't do that anymore. But, um, you know, I got the whole 
zombie glamazon. So I have that where I'll do like punk emo songs. Like I love Good Charlotte, like which is right. a Maryland band, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'll do that. Or I can even do stand up comedy. So I'll get in like a boy drag, kind of like the. Wait a minute, why? So I have boy. So Zenobia is a fully thought out theater character. So there's a boy side to her and there's a girl side. So when I do stand up comedy, it's the boy side. So I have a little bit more makeup on, a little bit more rock starred out, definitely a little bit more David Bowie. And he's just like, oh yeah. And he's just like, he's trashy. He's messy. He's like kind of a lot like what I imagine like a Baltimore version of Jeffree Star, who's like a huge makeup influencer would be. (laughs) So, but a little bit messier and hot and a hot mess. So. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like stand-up comedy trained. I mean, Joan Rivers and Kathy Griffin are two of my idols. So it's right. like I'm really – I've studied them. I know how they do stuff, and that's a brand of comedy I do. So it's very like in-your-face, brash, you know. Joan it Rivers goes there. The I love Joan Rivers. So She was awesome. She's, I love her. Like I want to get her tattooed on me. I love her that much. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm surprised her daughter didn't do stand-up. I, I think she got burned out with it because it's stand up is one of the hardest. Kind of hard to live up to. to That's very be true. As good as your mother That's too. When your mother's Joan Rivers. Yeah, and yeah. she was like the first per- woman to break into mm-hmm. network late night at all. Like there hasn't been one since her. So like Chelsea Handler was on cable, but when it comes to network, that's been like a like straight white right. guy like lockdown mm-hmm. so and i bet she got called to the couch too oh yeah i'm sure she did <laughs> that's one of the things i who was it was that car yeah carson because mm-hmm. it always had comedians on mm-hmm. and if you got called to the couch after you were done performing mm-hmm. that means you did good yeah because not every comedian got called to the couch yeah. so and i think <laughs> she said in an interview that johnny carson <laughs> said on their first night you're going to be a star and that's when she was like, I knew everything was fine. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that moment. I mean, I've had people say that, but I'm like, it's. Yeah, but I don't think you're going to be on Johnny Carson. No, no, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. In another life. Yeah. yeah. Dimension. I do ghost hunt, so you never know. I want to oh. ask you about that. Ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. How in the, because I love I do too. How did you get into it? I've always been obsessed with like ghosts and whatnot. My whole family is like my mom loves ghost hunting. I mean, I was like four and she's like illegally sneaking me onto the battlefield of Gettysburg at night. Like I remember getting getting, like Mm -hmm. kicked out of the like by like police and like little. So it's like I've always been ghost hunting. I love it. Um, And I just always have done it. And I kind of always have watched like paranormal reality TV, like ghost adventures, taps, like, taps the ghost hunters, even yeah. back in like the nineties, like my whole second book that's going to be coming out this summer is me theatrically analyzing paranormal reality television. Oh wow. Where like, I just wrote an article or, or a chapter in it where I completely dive into ghost adventures and like Zach Baggins and all that stuff and kind of what makes that show such a hit and right. kind of why, cause he kind of brought together three different genres of reality television that like was lightning in a bottle. So I kind of was talking about that. What makes the show good? What makes, you know, what makes ghost hunting so good? And I kind of feel like it's, it's going back to like, as a society, I feel like we're going back to like Victorian times with uh-huh. like this kind of like, not romance, but this obsession with like the paranormal and the spiritual side of stuff kind of get through kind of the times we're going through. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing that stuff like ex- exploding. So like, I know they're opening up like a paranormal haunted museum in Habit Grace that I'm like, I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, that's right up my alley. So I have one. It's called Bahookas. Yes, that's true. And that place <laughs> has a dark, a dark entity in there. I had two young ladies on when I first started the podcast. I had two young ladies on to do this in Happy Grace, mm-hmm. and she, the one, had a recording 
a voice recording. An EVP? Yes, oh. that she played. And you could, clear as day, you could hear it. And it was they did it at Pahookas. Mm-hmm. But she said it was because they get so many antiques in there. A spirit Haunted objects are itself. a huge thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, with the ghost hunting, before the hunting, have you ever experienced? Yes. Okay. Oh, that yeah, way, no. Is that always, what got you into it? Oh, yeah. Was? I always have had this... I've always had a huge interest in it. And yeah. then... I've always kind of had a little bit of like a sensitivity to that side, even when I was like really little, my mom said, and it kind of just kept growing. And I've always been able to like see spirits. Mm -hmm. I can sense them more. I kind of have my boundary set with them. I don't like seeing entities at all, but I don't mind like feeling them. And occasionally they'll pop up, but like for the most part, and the more I've ghost hunted, the better and stronger that feelings have gotten. Like I've gotten, it's like a muscle. It's like, I can go into a building and I'm like, okay, there's something here. I don't know what it is, but you can sense if it's bad or good. Oh yeah, so. if it's bad, I'm not engaging. Yeah. But if it's good, oh, no. I'll have a conversation with it. I'll be like, "Hey, I'm Derek. What's up?" Like, you know, I can. I know you're here. I communicate with you. Just you got to remember they're people and right. just be or dogs. Yeah, or dogs or cats. Or cats that's true. So you kind of gotta like, you know, feel them for that. My experience. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So okay. Ouija board, yes or no? Um, I, that's a weird one because <laughs> like, yeah, it is. it's a, it's a way to communicate with spirits. The same as like a spirit box or like, you know, any of the gadgets that you can buy for ghost hunting, Yeah. but that one's an old school one. So it's the same thing. You just got to be able to protect yourself. You just make sure like, you know, you're closing the portal, make sure that you are, you know, protecting yourself. The bad ones yeah. In. So I know the exorcist gave Ouija boards a bad name, but I'm like, it's the same as like. I mean, if I had like a spirit box here and communicating, you're—it's the same type of thing. So you're say hi to my brother while you're. At oh yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm Derek. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I mean, I've always loved it, and mm-hmm. I experienced it before. And it's weird because you can—you're right. I mean, you can sense different things. Mm-hmm. Like we'll be home, and I'll ask oh, my yeah. wife. I was like, "You're not smoking again, are you?" She, no. So you smell <laughs> that though. And we could, mm-hmm. I could s- distinctly mm-hmm. smell mm-hmm. the type that my brother smoked, oh, or yeah. my mother, or my father. That's very times I've woke up, mm-hmm. I heard the dog lapping water. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a dog in over thirteen oh, years. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, I love it. Baby. I love it's stuff wild. like that. The Gettysburg. Oh, Gettysburg's one of my favorite places. Have so. you ever stayed at Cash Town Inn? No, I've been there to like kind of like explore it but i've never right. stayed there so. I, w- I want to stay there so bad uh, it, i do I can't it convince my sister-in-law to do it uh would she you do would. it by yourself though yeah yeah probably It'll because be... I, I would ghost hunting i'll do by myself mm-hmm. or if a group i don't like doing the tours i don't the like the tours, tours either i, do I don't like. i don't eat like that it's like next was it next year when, when my son t- turns 30 we're supposed to get go to new orleans why he wasn't going to new orleans for his 30th birthday. New Orleans is fun. But <laughs> I know there's a lot of places yeah. I'm going to have to go to while mm-hmm. I'm down there. Mr. Quiet here believes in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, 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 and a lot of people don't, but I've experienced yeah. them I've seen, well, before. I, I've seen them. Yeah. I've seen them. And 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 in Bloody Lane in Antietam, I had a walk. Oh, Antietam's another one. I had, a, I had a leave. I mean, I had a walk away from it. I mean, it was just too overpowering for me. Wow. It was just, I mean, I was weeping. Mm. I was actually weeping. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is, have you ever experienced anything like that, Colleen? Sure. You yeah. have? I mean, even in the treatment room. 
All right, you know what? We got. Oh set, yeah, we all got to set up a ghost hunt. Let's do it right now. Oh yeah, no, I'm down. Tell me when. <laughs> well, you th- I mean, Hartford County. It's a haunted. lot of people don't realize yeah, how yeah. many haunted places there are here. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and there's. I mean, it was tribal lands, and then you. It's been here since. I mean, it's been col- not colonized, but like settled since like the 1700s. I'm like there. Way is, before that, even way before. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I mean, there's been. You know, war's fault. The Havre Grace is burned down. Like, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of stuff. Like, I used to work at the Cajun restaurant next door to Bahuka, mm-hmm. and that place was haunted as like all get out. Like, I refused to go in the basement. I was like, I'm not. I'm like, there's something dark down there. I don't want to go down there. So it was. Yeah, if, yeah. If I sense, and that's just that's the weird thing. If I sense there's something bad, Mm-mm. no, forget it. No, oh, I'll yeah. send my son down. Oh yeah, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't send my son down. I'll send my daughter down. No, I wouldn't do that either. But no, no, like put your wall up and no, it, it's just it's. I'll never forget that one of the first times that I experienced it. And I always said, if I drink brandy, it makes me see dead people. Oh yeah, no, we, uh, it's called spirits for a reason. Yeah, yeah. No. Exactly. yeah. Exactly. So my my best friend was killed in Ocean City, shot in the head. Lived across the street from me, mm-hmm. and it was like a year or so later. I don't even know why, but I was at my parents' house, and they had a party, and I was drinking brandy. I usually don't drink brandy, and the the power boxes, you know, the green boxes. Mm-hmm. We had a tall one that we would sit on all the time, which was in his front yard. And I was sitting out there, and I guess it's probably about 1 o'clock in the morning. And my mother's like, Reggie, what are you doing? I said, I'm talking to Keith. What? I'm talking to Keith. Get, get over here. It's like, well, what's up? I'm ta- over there talking to Keith. Keith's been dead. I was like, he's right there, Mom. And yeah. I could see him clear as day, mm-hmm. which is weird. Now, here's the neat thing. So the people that live there now, they always sense a spirit in what was his bedroom. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. him. Of course it's him. Oh yeah, it's like, like I'm pretty sure there is a haunted painting in the gallery. There's this artist that used to be there. Her name was Carolyn Caroline Jasper, mm-hmm. and we have four paintings of her. She died in 2018. But we have four of her paintings, and we brought them out for my show, and they're actually in, like, the spring exhibition that we have. And I'm pretty sure there's one of them that she has some type of attachment to, because we keep having issues with, like, the Alexa in the building. Like, I was there teching my show, and it randomly starts playing this Madonna song from, like, like this, like, you know, B-side Madonna song from, like, 2004 from Confessions on the Dance Floor album. And I'm like, out of all the songs to play, and then... Like, 10 minutes later, my iPad just randomly started playing the same song. And I'm like, that's not like it's a mainstream Madonna song that people would know. Alexa, I've never had Alexa play Madonna at the gallery. And then, like, just a week ago, you were trying to get Alexa to turn on, and she wouldn't turn on. And then she started playing this band. I changed my name. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It started playing this band, Corella, that I'm like, I love. And, um... There's like an EDM band, which I've never had them play before. But you couldn't get it to turn on? It wouldn't turn on to the, the jazz music that we play in there. It just started playing the band. And I'm like, why are they playing my favorite band? <laughs> like, I'm like, what's going on here? That's weird. Yeah. So, and it's just, and I, I keep getting goosebumps. I can feel there's like a female spirit there. And I'm, yeah. I'm, the more I'm there, the more I'm like, I think it's Carolyn or Caroline. I keep, I never mispronounce her Did name. Did that place burn down during the war? No. It wasn't built. My building is. Oh, my building uh, was uh, built in 1698. What was on the grounds there? 
That's true. Probably. Ooh, then again, it could be the painting. Yeah. I mean, I and like because we got them out and I put them on the social media and I kind of almost feel like she wants to like thank me for keeping her like memory alive right. is the vibe I get from it. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, oh, thanks. And like, you know, and I kind of looked into her stuff because she made like these like Bob Ross type videos. And I'm like, oh, really? that's all up. Yeah. Now, is she from Happy Degrees? Is she, I think she's from Hartford County. Yeah. yeah um, around here. Um, she's, yeah. She's, okay. she's from Hartford County. Wow. But, and she also had a house in uh, um, Florida. So where she passed man and just looking at her i'm like she's like the kooky artist that like i would i would click with like a cool like art teacher that like i would really be really friend like really good friends with which kind of like makes sense why she would like me so that's kind of wild yeah that's now i gotta get up there Mm -hmm. i'll show you it's it's one of it's a i think it's the tin can painting she has I'm pretty sure it's like a, she painted this like tin can, but it looks like it's like colorful and it's, it's kind like, of it's like pop art. It's yeah. Like okay. Crushed mm-hmm. like can. And it it's interact, but it I think that's the one that she's like attached to. But there's something spiritual about painting. Like when I'm when I'm painting, I get in. I connect with this. I don't know if it's a higher power, the spirit world, but right. it comes through. So there is evidence that like paintings in particular, anytime you create, you're putting like a spiritual imprint into it. So, I mean, it's very common for paintings to be haunted like that. By so the when, you get, when you sit down and you start your painting, mm-hmm. do you just continue until it's finished? Or um, it all take, depends. It takes time. It does take time. I mean, I'll get like a, I'm always writing. I'm always drawing. Right. But when I do like a canvas, I normally have something in my head and I just kind of go like I'm, I'm abstract expressionist. So I'm kind of more of like what Jackson Pollock would do. So it's more abstract, Mm -hmm. kind of a different method than like the traditional like easel. Like I like the, um, the canvas on the floor. I use a non-conventional paints like acrylics with like glitter and neon and stuff like that. So it's stuff and like nail polish and different things and put pop art in it. So I kind of just like creative mess is what I say. I Wait, mean, you you use nail polish mm-hmm. in your paintings? Nail polish is the best. It's it's enamel. That's pretty for, well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. As long that. as you well, spray yeah, it with it, spray it, enamel, it dries different than the other textures yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. And it, as long as I'm using acrylic paint that it all can mix with, it's like nail polish is one of my favorite mediums to like paint with. I've never heard of that. That's mm-hmm. pretty neat. And it makes these like weird, like I actually have one in the gallery. It's like um, kind of like a circle I did on a canvas and it's all in different colored nail polishes. And I added like a bunch of holographic glitter to it too. Whoa. When, when I was starting the gallery and starting to research uh, owning a gallery, um, I was in the European tapestry business before that, but uh, um, I and, and um, people ask me like, "Well, what do you do here?" Or when customers come in, "Are you an artist?" No. What do you, what's your what's your what do you do here? I, and, but I usually have a badge on, right? You know. Um, and I said, "I'm the one who her- herds the cats." You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I always say, "I'm the most feral out of them all." <laughs> when did you actually start that? What the yeah. Emporium? Two way well the it's been a LLC for um, eight years okay and uh, um, but I started it it's a big building and it's, oh, yeah. it, it's hard to rent the one that I have it's huge and uh, um, the uh, uh, 
I couldn't find a tenant because it's so huge. Right. You know, I'd have to cut it up, and I was looking for it. So I said, well, I'm going to do a – so the, the opera house mm-hmm. the, the inhabiting race, which is now booming and stuff. And, oh, it's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, um, did it because I, invo- I was on the board at that time of, of, the, of setting up the mm-hmm. opera house. I also, um, prior to that, set up the 501c3 uh, the main street program in town mm-hmm. that that does first Fridays, right? So, so I'm I'm like Catholic Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So so yeah, and uh, I also have a uh, um, proclamation from mayor and city council from the city of Havity Grace for um, my so my title is Mister Havity Grace. Mister Havity okay. Grace. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm all, always pitching it. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What think, are your What are your thoughts on the development, the project that's upcoming? Which pro? Wait a minute. What project? What? Uh, well, there's a. De- I, 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 I I'm you I, know I, I'm not I, an I, expert on it, but I do yeah, know. I, I could talk to that. There's, yeah. There's there's um, you know there's always people that like it and don't like it. I mean, you, you could give. Give me a, a bag of twenties and say, "Well, why don't you just give me your, your, your you know, or whatever?" But anyways, uh, um, it's I'm in favor of it. Okay, so I'm, I'm a stakeholder, and I have a large building that uh, I also uh, received a, a historic preservation commission silver cup because I did it right. Mm-hmm. Right, you know. So uh, I'm well embedded in the in the uh, city. So, but so to answer your question, it's going to be. Uh, there's one fellow, and I and I spoke with him, and he's a, he owns a, 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 a Washington Street Books. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, John Kilsavage. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. So he he did a lot of studies and data, and we're going to lose parking spaces. Right. You know, there's there's to expand the sidewalks. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But in the long run, to me how it's going to look because you know in in, in his pitch and I, and I love John you know uh we we exchange rack cards like <laughs> we both have like nice we're, we're, we're you know we his place uh, is a museum in itself yeah yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah but but it's different yeah you know it's, mm-hmm. it's so both he and I are on like the top three things to see right when tourists look you know or must see that's a you know mm-hmm. and uh so the uh, um it's going to be good because in, in, in the waterfront, I mean, the, the, the downtown mall concept, mm-hmm. you know, on Washington Street right. will be um, good f- for the businesses on that street, I think, you know. Um, Where I, will the I'm, trees? What about the trees? Here. Yeah. <laughs> what about the trees? Yeah. They're going to be replanted. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's not going to be like a, a closed-in mall or anything okay you know. but they're all gonna have homes i'm i mean i'm i'm a nature person so oh, oh you don't I, want them coming down the tree okay. yeah like the trees that mm-hmm. line washington no but i mean but i i uh although I'm a i remember girl. that was because i i was there working on something <laughs> when he had some meeting with them and i remember them saying something about that people were complaining about the trees so I'm pretty sure that's factored into the like people who were figuring it out. Okay, yeah. But. yeah. And, and also, but what's what's uh, 
an oxymoron is that we are Habity Grace has a flag flying that is his, we're, we're designated a tree city. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I'm, true. I'm a, but, but I mean, we need you, more have, trees. have you ever felt a tree? Have yes. You ever, yeah. yeah. So yep. like I'm a certified tree hugger. Yeah. But I mean, they have energies they to do. them. Yeah. Healing I've had, energies. In and, my early twenties when I used to dabble in some stuff, I'll just say, um, I'd actually gone walking in Susquehanna State Park, like in a, altered state of consciousness and actually have felt their breathing their breathing and their consciousness and they're like this benign thing that kind of acknowledged me and it was the first time i saw that i was like whoa this is Mm mind-blowing yeah Um, so i'm a big yeah tree hugger nature person so i was like what's gonna happen to the trees (laughs) it's great sidewalks are great but also um any thoughts do you think that um you know digging up sidewalks or anything like that will disturb any spirits it could. Ooh. It could. Renovation is Renovation the number is one known, thing yeah. to get spirits angry. So. so we should all be prepared. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. What am I missing here? A mall? They want to put a mall in Heavy Grace? No. Okay. <laughs> they're just revitalizing so all what, of downtown. What, what they're okay. doing, and if you, if you really want to um, dig into it, and anybody could look. If you go to City of Heavy Grace website, mm-hmm. there's like a two-hour presentation on what's going on okay the part that i'm really excited about in my boy scout hat on um is what they're going to do down by the um lock house because that's okay yeah that, that's it's it's gonna they're they're gonna turn it back as close as to mother nature another mother nature built it oh really yeah it's, it's quite beautiful. Yeah, it's going yeah. to have all the right reeds and grasses, and, mm-hmm. and are they going to still be able to do events there? Yeah, I, okay. I, I don't. I, I'm, I think they're adding stages. There's, yeah. yeah it's, oh wow! It's going to be okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's take a little break here. I actually, I want to do something that I have never done, and I really thought I would never have to do this, but. Unfortunately, we are losing one of our long-term sponsors. Um, It it is no choice of their own. Unfortunately, they have to shut their doors. And it was a great place. I feel bad because I never even had a chance to get up there yet, wanted to. But Great Escapes Harford. So I want to thank Katie and Chris Cole for their support throughout the years. And I wish them the best. And I know there's something better around the corner for them. They set their minds to do something. They make a success of it. And I know they're going to. So, again, I want to thank Katie and Chris and Great Escapes Harford for their support throughout the years. We actually did a podcast from there. Where, where? From the lock house. Didn't pick up I any love it. I stuff. walk there every day. <laughs> we did one there. I did one at the opera house. Didn't pick up any spirits there. There is. A, <laughs> I have talked to a performer that thinks there's a, a child in the like green room or the dressing room there. Okay. Somebody it's, said that. Yeah. I didn't pick up. And there's a bed and breakfast there. I'm going to forget the name. There's a Spencer few Silver. that are yes. very yeah. haunted. Did yeah. one there because William Riegler uh, introduced me to the lady and did one there. Didn't Carol. pick up. Yeah, didn't pick up anything there either. Oh, okay. It's like I, all these. Po- I love doing a podcast from a historic place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hoping that I'll pick up something. Yeah. I'll be. So it might freak me out one day. One day it'll happen. I'll have the headphones on, and be <laughs> editing, hear Derek talking, and all of a sudden. 
what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things that even like to me, like a more experienced ghost hunter, I still get freaked out when some stuff happens. I'm like, wait, oh yeah, because it's unexpected. Yeah, and it, That's it's, why. it it always happens when you least expect it. Like, yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> I think one of the weirdest things I ever seen because they always say if you see an orb, you can, you only see it and you can't when you take a picture. We experienced it with the naked eye. Yeah, at one time, mm-hmm. it, uh, I think it was Harper's Ferry. We were walking oh, yeah. through the graveyard. Another and we massive just watched haunted this place floating. It's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild. Oof. Rather experience an orb than a figure that you can see through. No, I've actually <laughs> seen a full body apparition, and that was that's the first my that, first experience. That freaked me out. It's still like I still get goosebumps thinking about it. I've seen that. I've seen shadow people too. That well, that's what it was. A shadow, the shadow people. people what really, shadow? Just a dark. Just a dark. Shadow. I think it's I've a. Seen that. It's just a spirit because the way most spirits appear to me now is more shadowy okay. like they kind of look like humans but they like are you kind of blacked figure, out yeah. but i yeah, see the figure but blacked, yeah. there was a shadow person i saw in my dad's house of all places he li- used yeah, to live in this that's like, what i saw a shadow person and it mm-hmm. past. oh the one yeah. i saw wasn't drifting past it was standing in the doorway oh yeah, yeah. and that's um it, like i get goosebumps yeah. thinking about it because it yeah. still freaks me yeah. out like it it, it i've had that first time i experienced it and i woke up and you know when you get that you're so terrified. You're trying to scream. And oh, yeah. Nothing's coming out. Oh, yeah. And then it, it actually the, the woman I was with at the time because her husband had died. And I, I believe it was him. We moved. We got a house together. And I experienced the same thing there. Mm-hmm. The guy she's with now, I had I saw him a while ago. I mentioned it to him. He's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. Why? He said, yeah, because I experienced it, too. Yeah. Like, that's when, when cool, two people cooperate. That's when you're like, oh, they yeah, it's, yeah. Oof. That's when I knew, yeah, it definitely was her husband just, I guess, keeping an eye on her. Yeah. You know, it's anything I could think of. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I always like, feel comforted. Time for me to with get that. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I always feel so comforted when it's like, I fight, like, I. I sense my grandmother, and that's I'm yeah. like I'm like okay I'm like oh she's there she's probably yelling at me from the spirit world telling me to stop, knock it off but I'm like she's there protecting me <laughs> yeah that, well, and that's just, you can sense the good ones you can sense the bad yeah ones. I mean there's it's my best friend I was telling you about so his mother in law um, she's a God I hope I get this right Ecuadorian. Because I know if I say Ecuadorian and she's Honduran, she's going to kill me if I say vice versa. Anyway, so she's from somewhere down there. And, uh, <laughs> Latin, but, South, Latin but she South America. But she ex- can experience these things. Mm-hmm. And she, we had a power outage one time and uh, we were on the phone talking. I don't know how the subject came up, but she told me to go into the bathroom, look into the mirror, take a picture and send it to her. So I did. And she told me she saw... Two people, a really tall gentleman in a uniform, and which I was trying to figure that one out, and then a little girl on my other shoulder, and something with the color orange. Little girl I knew was my our first daughter because we lost our first daughter, mm-hmm. and just so happens I have the angel sitting on my nightstand. Okay, right next to my Himalayan salt rock when lit up is oh, orange, yeah. and also next to a book which has an orange binder. Mm-hmm. The tall guy I couldn't understand, but she said they're they're my guardian angels. They're looking yeah. out for you. And I told my sister, she goes, I said, it ain't uh, definitely because my brother had already passed. So I said, it ain't T Bone because T Bone wouldn't be in his uniform. He went eight yeah. wall from the army. Why would he be in a uniform? Yeah, that'd be the last, yeah. that's the last mm-hmm. thing he would be in. And I said, I don't think it'd be Mister Lee who 
Uncle Lee, whatever, because he was a Marine, and that's who inspired me to join the yeah. Marine Corps in a way. It could be him. No, my sister, and that's something I didn't okay. know. She goes, that, that's Pop-Pop. I said, why Pop-Pop? Pop-Pop didn't care about me. Sean was his favorite. And my sister said, no. Because the lady told me that the tall guy was very proud of me. So my sister explained to me that when my brother went into the Army, my grandfather was very proud of him. But then when he went AWOL, that made it tore my grandfather up. Yeah. When I joined the Marine Corps, my sister said that was the happiest she'd seen my grandfather. And he yeah. was very proud. And he moved in with us and actually died there, too. So it's Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he was in the army mm-hmm. working on the railroad. And since he's proud of you for it, he yeah. would appear to you with his uniform. So he, so you would know that he was okay with it and that he but loved it. But the weird it. thing is, I didn't see anything in the picture, but she did. Oh, she did. Oh, she must. Is she a psychic or like? I guess type some, of... whatever you call something. Okay. Like medium. Yeah. Medium. But well, my next door neighbor had a medium come over, and she had asked me. She goes, "Who's Hank?" I said, oh, Hank, Hank was the original owner of the house. Well, I, well, apparently the medium said she keeps seeing somebody named Hank. I said, well, yeah, Hank died when they had the house and everything. I said, you know, big in, big in the mafia and all this. Oh, stuff. Yes. So <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. So I said, but nah, he's, he's fine. He ain't going to hurt you. She goes, yeah, he said, she said he's not harmful in any way. I said, yeah, that's who it is. Most spirits are, like, very benign. And yeah. I kind of am like, when you're around a bad one, like, you know you it. You know it. But, like, for the most part, they're just kind of like, you know, like house cats in a way. You just kind of kind of be like, put your boundaries up. They're human at one time. They still have human emotions. So just be like, hey, I'm not comfortable with that. Or if they start bothering you, just say, leave. Like, you're not welcome here. I'm mm-hmm. not comfortable. Yeah. And they should respect it. Something I've always, I was always told, too, because if you feel threatened, just look and say, what in God's name do you want? Yeah. If you mention God. Mm-hmm. It's like. Oh, yeah. Anytime, any type of religious I used to date provocation, well, <laughs> that will get them. If they're, and if they're darker, that will really, it'll either piss them off or it'll make them go. Yeah. So I know I sage my house like once a week. So I'm like, yeah, I just necessary. get white sage and I'm like, uh, <laughs> buy everything. <laughs> Where are you finding white sage? Um, I get it in, in LA at some random stores I go to, but um, I think around here you might. Karen's Natural Market and Havity Grace has stuff. So they're good. Haven. Huh. Haven's another good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My stepmom started going there and telling me about it. I have to go in there. <laughs> you do. Yeah. So it's a good I'll one. I'll check that place. I'm still trying to find <laughs> AccuSeeds that somebody told me about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah. With all that stuff, I'm like, it's my fave. <laughs> I have all my crystals, all that stuff. So with writing, because mm-hmm. you got what? One book out now, yep. right? And you're working on the second one. Yep. So when did you start writing? I've always written. I've okay. always either playwriting or just like, you know, writing little skits and all sorts of stuff. It's always been there. I've always, all my teachers always said, like, I have like a very like publication type writing where I have a very strong voice in it. Mm-hmm. So I've always done it. I've always clicked with English teachers. I have a learning disability with math and numbers. It's dyslexia but specifically with numbers so math was never my strong suit but with writing it's like my brain supercharged with it right so i was always writing and then you know when the pandemic happened i always kept a diary i kind of it was the artist way by julia cameron some book i read and it's like do your three pages so i did that and then after a year 
I looked at my like journal and I'm like, I have a book here. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a reality show, which is, you know, mm-hmm. what it is. And I like went there with it and kind of used it kind of for like trauma healing and kind of just healing a mental health. Cause the pandemic made me like really pause. And I was like, kind of in habit grace, I couldn't leave. So I had to like deal with all the stuff that like I was like running from and didn't want to deal with. Right. So that the book really has been like very cathartic for me. Cause it was like, I was writing it out and I just wrote three pages and handwritten and like a college ruled, like, you know, normal notebook. I got it. Like, I think like Wegmans or something. And I just would write it and then I typed it up and added my artwork and kind of, Made it more narrative, added drag photos, and that's hashtag Rockstar Life available on Amazon. Yeah, I was okay, so it is on Amazon. Yep. it's not strictly an ebook. No, it's on. I have a physical book. Um, okay, and then I have the ebook. So, all right, so people can find it on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Rockstar probably... Life, Diary of Zenobia, Darling, Punk Rock, Drag Superstar. So, say that again. Hashtag Rockstar Life, Diary of Zenobia, Darling, Punk Rock, Drag Superstar. <laughs> that's the name of the book. Yes. Yeah, or hashtag I enjoyed Rockstar reading. Life. I enjoyed yeah. reading or it. Look it was really easy to read, oh, yeah. um, even though they were like journal <laughs> journal mm-hmm. entries. Um, it just flowed really well, and it yeah. was really um, mesmerizing. Yeah, because it's one of those things where, like, I I kind of like because I'm always an actor. And my family has this thing where you have to do this like toxic performative positivity that I don't that I still have in my brain, and like. With the book, I was able to really, since it's told for my drag character, I could put that down and really, like, go there to be like, this is what I deal with. This is my mental health journey. Right. This is all that stuff. So it really went there, and then I kind of added more theatrics to it. So I really got to tell a lot of the story of, like, why I am the way I am, kind of, like, whatnot. And the second book, I mean, it's a continuation of it, but the second book is less, it's more of, like, actually putting the therapy tools into it, like into like my healing and whatnot, kind of like the next level where it's not as dark as the first one. It's not dark. It's just, I'm dealing with trauma and kind of a lot of the stuff I've been through just, you know, from homophobia I've dealt with and Mm -hmm. kind of just small minded people being ridiculous to me about it. So. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that because, you know, on several of my episodes I've talked about mental health because I think Mm. it's a subject that, needs to be covered mm-hmm. a lot especially now because of the of covid mm-hmm. mental health is on the rise yeah i mean people struggle with it and it's like you know you have a broken arm people are oh my telling you well wishes you get a cast if you're have, dealing with depression or anxiety or having a trauma flashback or heaven forbid have like something more serious like a psychoactive you know event mm-hmm. or you know something like that people are kind of like oh he's crazy lock him up and it's like no that's a human suffering right. with a disease we need to take care of it, and it's a big problem, and it's growing. So it is, and a lot of people don't understand that everybody's different. Yes, um, you can't like therapy. Going to a therapist will help us some. Mm-hmm. It won't help us some. Yeah, medications will help us some. Mm-hmm. It won't help us some. Yeah, there are certain. Everybody's different, and I think one of the biggest problems we have is whether somebody's suffering from anxiety. PTSD, depression, whatever, the worst thing you can do is just tell them, oh, get over it. Yep. It'll be fine. Yep. No, Mm-mm. it doesn't work. Like, does acupuncture help with that? Yes. Yes, it does. Ah. Wait, do you go to Colleen? I don't. No. I oh, have okay. gotten acupuncture before, and I got it, and I, I was more relaxed after 15 minutes of acupuncture than mm-hmm. I was if I got, like, a 90-minute deep tissue massage. I'm a believer in acupuncture. <laughs> she's yeah. got something new she's trying. Oh, you do? Too. Ooh. Oh yeah. oh, yes. So um, 
actually singing you know singing bowls like the tibetan oh, yeah. bowls oh yeah oh yeah so um, i, I was just it. yeah i was just playing around with um my amp and a pedal she blamed me <laughs> <laughs> and um i was actually able to create an like a resonance singing different notes that okay. have that are you know um certain frequencies like hertz Mm -hmm. frequencies that heal in certain ways and then just singing those notes over top of each other creating a sound that was actually like a live singing bowl so when the needles are in place they're metal needles Mm -hmm. and so we have this you know vibration this resonance that's happening while the metal needles are in place and it amplifies it picks up on the vibrations of my voice coming through the amp using the echo pedal Mm -hmm. um so that's like and it my sounds new like thing. By is it by air, by aerial or by or some type? Of, I know it's that type of. There's like a word with it that I I've heard before. Like I have no idea. Yeah. I was just playing around but in my living awesome. room. And well, she put the video up, and I was now. Of course, I didn't have needles in me, but mm-hmm. I mean, just listening to her do it. I mean, yeah. I was blown away. And the acoustics and the yoga studio are really great for Ooh, it. So yeah. you know, I can kind of project and have my voice hit off the walls, mm-hmm. and then have the extra. Echo just kind of oh, adds, good. yeah, adds oh, something to it. So I definitely am getting to... your business card. <laughs> for yes, we have to chat. Oh yeah, and and uh, and hang and and also, you know, I I wanted to say, you know, with the paranormal stuff in the treatment room too. Mm. Um, people have actually reported, you know, when I leave the room and I come back, they're like, "Did you put a needle, you know, in my ankle?" And I'm like. No, there's a needle, you know, on your knee. And they said, I could have sworn that somebody stuck me with a needle. Oh, wow. And um, I'll be like, well, show me exactly where. And it's it's an acupoint. So I actually, and Ooh. this is multiple, this is over 10 people that have told me this. Yeah. So I definitely have a practitioner who's one of my spirit guides that yeah. like finishes the job for me. And, and, always, yeah, no, and comes I... in and actually will stick somebody with a needle and i'll be like oh i was gonna do that point but thank you <laughs> so a, not to freak you out oh, if you come to my I treatment love room, it i love but, it i um, love it yeah and a lot of people actually oh, channel sure they're able to channel on like the table i think there may be like a portal in my room yeah. somewhere <laughs> they're doing a lot of digging mm-hmm. um oh. behind tractor supply yeah um, uh, yeah they're digging there they're putting an and apartments I think, in or something. Yeah, they? they're yeah. building them pretty quickly. So I'm wondering if um, some of my patients are picking up on they could be spirits sure. that yeah. you know it feels kind of ancient. So yeah, would That's love to know. Wild. Yeah, I gotta get over there. Yeah, oh, I love it. All that <laughs> stuff yeah, makes I me do. just so happy. But I can't sing to you while you're on the treatment. I oh, mean, yeah. I can sing to you, mm-hmm. but I can't use the amp and everything. Yeah. Well, it's. A, a quiet place. It's supposed oh, yeah, to be a no, quiet, peaceful place. <laughs> well, I, I told them about the first podcast you and I did before you got here. I was telling them how you slept and I found out that you're saying, and what? I know. And, and you I actually know. said during the podcast, and I, I, I mean, I was, I, it was amazing amazing but then so. he, he called me the singing acupuncturist and i was just like well if he's gonna call me that like let's experiment with this yeah. and then so i just was playing around with my amp and pedal and here we are yeah so i would I go know. with it more that sounds awesome i would do more well you have to experience oh yeah it. no i will for sure oh, <laughs> and then wait. you can let me know oh yeah if, if it's for real or not <laughs> so actually are you so are you headed out to la or vegas anytime soon i actually just got back from vegas <laughs> Oh wow. oh wow! Okay, so I had an audition, so I went out there, and then I, 
I'm back. I'll be here for the next like few months. I feel like so. Okay. So I got something planned for the summer, but that would be like in New York. So, but for the most part, I mean, I have a studio in Have Degrees. This is it's my hometown. I enjoy like creating mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I've kind of been there. I kind of do stuff at Artist Emporium with Robert. So. It's, so, are you allowed to tell us what you auditioned for? I don't want to jinx it. Okay. So, I'll tell you off mic. Well, no, don't but, tell us off mic. Okay. Because I don't want yeah. you to jinx it at yeah. all. Okay. Wait until you get it, because mm-hmm. you oh, will yeah. get it, and then let us know. So, yeah. something, something you mentioned in the beginning that you said you wanted to cover, uh, RuPaul. Oh, yeah, RuPaul. So, <laughs> thank you for circling okay. back. I was are, like, oh, I want to hear this. You, do you watch RuPaul's Drag yes. Race? Yeah. Okay, what? Who's your favorite queens and whatnot? Oh. I just got to get like a, a reading for. Um, the first one that's coming up for me is Trixie Mattel. Okay, Trixie Mattel is one of the. She's amazing. So. Um and and then I don't I don't really recall. Okay. So anyone after with RuPaul, that, but... I mean, drag was dying in before RuPaul's Drag Race came mm-hmm. on. It started in 2010, 2009 or ten. I remember was the first season. And it was this whole new thing. Drag was dying because the last real drag movement was the club kids in the 90s with like Michael Alec, James St. James. And they kind of have a it went dark because they were doing a bunch of drugs at like the limelight and like they murdered somebody. It's it's called um it's a movie called Party Monster with like um Did you, wait, did you say they murdered somebody? Yeah, they murdered somebody. So it was okay. it got really dark and that was like really the last like drag movement that came in like the world and then it was dying down so drag was there but it was like it wasn't mainstream at all right. and then drag race came and kind of mixed it with the reality television and rupaul came back and that's when it started and then it didn't pop off until like season like seven or eight so i was watching it from the beginning but it, it was a slow burn yeah and now it's like it completely revitalized Huge. drag drag is mainstream Huge. now everyone wants to be a drag queen it seems like anymore whereas like 10 years ago i mean I, w- I was always wanting to explore it, but I knew there was it was dying because it was like a dying art form. So that's the one thing about RuPaul I like. But at the same time, like I've heard horror stories about that show, about the way they they produce stuff. I knew people that have been on the show and they've kind of talked to me back in like dressing rooms about it. Kind of some of them have experienced a level of trauma with it when it comes to getting to like the ethics of reality show producing. And RuPaul is, you know, spoiler, not a nice person. So. He's not. Really? No, he's very, he's very mo- money motivated and very fake and kind of like, he's just there to make money doing a job and he's done. He doesn't really get a personal investment into the Queens anymore like he did in the early season. Wow. So. Wow. I didn't realize. And he fracks. So he has like a ranch that in Montana that he like leases out to like oil companies that they frack on, which a lot of Queens always read him for. Wow. So. Yeah, maybe that's why I've kind of disconnected yeah. from it. I haven't because you because any the later seasons you can really pick up on like just how you know over I don't know what the word it's like they've gotten too big in a way it's kind of like you know it's and they all they're Drew Paul's only like twenty percent of all drag drag there's so many different it's an art form and there's so right. many different people that do so many different things and there's so many queens that like were up in that were big before Drag Race, that now everyone's like, you got to have a RuPaul girl, you got to have a Ru girl. They get first booking, and it's kind of like, local. there's a lot more local queens that need the money that are 10 times better. And now you're starting to see pop-ups of different stuff. Like, there's the Boulay Brothers Dragula, which they do, like, the horror queens. And there's a few other ones that, like, I've heard about that are still in the works about, like, drag, you know, becoming more mainstream, which I'm very happy about, so. So the ones that you see... 
going to the different clubs and restaurants here in Hartford County, mm-hmm. are they all part of a like a group or yeah? They a there local is group? like it's almost like a theater troupe in a way. Like okay. I, and there's drag families. So I know there's like in Baltimore. I'm, I haven't really performed in Baltimore that much so it's, right. it's, I'm a little rusty with a lot of them but I know there's like Dee Dee Darion who's a queen I believe she's from White Marsh she's really big in Baltimore she has two drag daughters Briella and um, Hazel who are both like two or two sickening drag performers there's another one named Washington Heights who's a Baltimore drag queen she performs I believe in Have De Grace. Yes. Like okay. I know, yep. I've been a few of her shows like last summer. She's like a really nice person. They came from Baltimore. Oh they yeah, were, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they moved and it they up all to are auditioning for bigger stuff too. I know that. Okay. So you know, I don't know if they probably not happy that I said that, but I mean, it's like they are very. They are trying to get big. It's just Baltimore so looked over with drag. It's like they want New York girls or Chicago. All right. So let me ask you this then, because you you talk about the reality shows mm-hmm. and everybody's auditioning for these reality shows mm-hmm. with the reality shows are they using the same producers or are they all produced by somebody different they're all well uh uh, RuPaul is produced by World of Wonder, okay. which they do. A, I'm trying. They do Million Dollar Listing on Bravo. They do a few other like reality shows. Mm-hmm. So they do that show. Uh, Dragula is a different set. There was Shutter, which are like more horror producers, but it still follows the same formula. So it's still. I mean, it's a reality show. They still produce it. It's a competition reality show. You know, the competition mm-hmm. is rigged for production. Rigs it for what is better for storytelling. So that's where I'm kind of like, I don't really want to be on one of their shows because I know I would get a horrible edit. All right. So have you talked to any other of the local people that do it, and maybe? instead of trying out for an, a, a reality show that's out mm-hmm. there now, contact some different producers and create your own. They they, they started – Washington Heights, I believe, is doing one now. Okay. I, I forget the – it's a club in Baltimore that she works at. They, she's having like a, a – kind of like a drag contest, like a, it's like a weekly thing. Right. So I, – I, I think – Here's what I think would make a good reality show. Take the contest part out. The yeah, competition, I, take it yep. out. Just – drag as mm-hmm. a profession and everything yeah. Th- i think that would be a good reality mm-hmm. show I, it, yeah i mean just because drag scenes. queens are so we're personalities to begin with right and it's like we naturally produce good reality television it's like you know i'm a i'm a hot mess like you know i'm ridiculous like he's seen me flip out before and i haven't got an audition and it's like it's compelling and it's like I just it's something that just is naturally within me and a lot of drag queens and but just sitting here listening to you I mean I think that is the, a story mm-hmm. in itself yeah, yeah the yeah. person behind it what it takes to put on a show yeah. you know All everything you're doing the, the the mental illness you know mm-hmm. everything I think that because yeah, if it wasn't for is a show. my drag persona I would not be here today yeah. I always say like I survived because of her. It was like channeling all of that performing is what kept me going mm-hmm. and kept me alive. So to me, drag is very spiritual. It's very healing to me. And it's one of those things now I'm to the point where if I don't perform, my mental health goes down the tubes because right. I love it that much. And you, um, you think about it. I'm sure there's, even if there's not anybody out there that's got the money to put behind it mm-hmm. that's interested in doing it, you look at people that are just now getting into the business. Mm-hmm. It might be a so, gold mine for them right yeah. there. But you're working on your own show currently. Yep, I yeah. want I, I want my own 
like I call it, it's aspirational living, kind of like the Bravo Network is kind of what I want for. Oh, a TV show. Then. Yeah, for TV. Oh, okay. like, I mean, I, I study reality television, so like right. I know how to make it. And I want my own. Because if I go on TV, I'm going to control my edit. I mean, right. I know yeah. how to give like enough to make it compelling and watchable. But there's some things like we don't need to say some stuff that I do. Like it's like they don't need <laughs> to see some of it, but right. they can still still give them a sense. So that's, you know, so if anyone's listening, I mean, I, I'm a producer. Contact me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. There you go. The Singing Acupuncturist presents Zenobia, darling. <laughs> well, I had, pause a, in there. I had a question. Yeah. Um, so is there – so I've always thought of, you know, as, as a woman, but dressing up like a man. You, I'm I've, doing yes. – is that a thing? Drag kings are a thing. Okay. They're not as beca- – this is another thing with RuPaul can be problematic. He has a very selective view of what drag is, but women can dress up as drag is anything. If you wanted to dress up like that, I mean, I, one of my friends I went to Towson with, they are a drag King and they have a persona. It's, you know, and I know several drag Kings that are amazing. There's one Peter Pansy was one. I performed with. Peter Pansy. Oh yeah. I love she it. is, or he's amazing. <laughs> Um, there's Landon Sider who won Dracula season three, who's out of LA. I mean, woman, hot man. It's like, it's crazy the the illusion I've that never happens. Heard of the drag kings. Yeah, it's, I, mm-hmm, it's something, neither, but I always it's like a like, whole oh, thing man, of drag. And then there's Freddie Mercury. For oh, yeah. Either, you know, like, it's so much fun. Yeah. And then there's, I mean, there's David so many different Bowie types. For a day. So, wait a minute. What, so, what would be your name? Oh, I have no idea. It's got to be I, like a, a kind of cheeky a little bit of a pun like Zenobia darling so I let him be like Madonna where it's just Zenobia but kind of was like mm, we need darling my drag mom's candy darling who's a Warholian superstar so I kind of was yeah. like darling mm, and then it's it's Zenobia darling so it's kind of like it kind of has that like Madonna s like it's just Zenobia but it's darling so mm-hmm. so what you need to do is find out who the spirit is at mm-hmm. your place and then take that name and just put Hun at the end. True. And you, and you two could do a show together. You have Darlin and Hun. Yep. <laughs> okay. Just but see, saying. I don't have the accent. Have you ever uh, thought about uh, being we'll, in drag? We'll help you. Have you ever thought about doing it? Who, me? Yeah. No. It's always interesting because I love putting random people in it because this it's another side of your personality will come out. I guess in a way, I get one. Well, I, do, I mean, we've done an ugly waitress spaghetti dinner where I had to... I oh, I was say I I get like I, I just hey, reading it yeah too, man no, oh. listen, I was one ugly woman mm-hmm. I was <laughs> and actually it, it was funny because it, all of us we did it with the Lions Club and there's other Lions clubs that do it they they'll yeah. do an ugly waitress spaghetti dinner all the guys dress love up it. as a women I love it. that's <gasps> drag though that's like well, yes yeah, it okay, is so I guess yeah, I yeah. Done wow. it and that's the thing about drag is like you know twenty percent of it is this like glamazon like yeah beautiful female illusion or male illusion the other 60 percent are like it's actually a term called gender fuck and it's like this punk rock like weird like i don't know what how to describe because it's they're not it's like so gender blurring it's like you know i do it occasionally where it's like i'll have my like muscles out but i have like a beat face and like a you know a blonde whore wig i call it so it's like you know i'm like dolled out but like i also have like very like my man side out too it's like there's so many different things and like ugly drag filthy drags my favorite that's like the baltimore tradition like divine you know Mm -hmm. and pink flamingos eating dog like that's Mm -hmm. yeah that's like the where baltimore drag comes from and that's kind of that filthiness and that ugliness 
this mm -hmm. is what I love about drag. So that's why I'm like, I love ugly waitress stuff like that. Um, I was upset because we had a contest. Whoever could make the most tips, mm. you know, would go to a, a favorite nonprofit of theirs. Yeah. My best friend won. It was like, he he rigged it, man. He had a bunch of people come in. I didn't make a lot of tips. Oh, see, I would I would have made money. See, I like when it comes to that, I'm always like, okay, watch me make the most. Cause like I get like I'll be crazy. Like I know how to pole dance. So if there's any time there's like stripper poles in like a club or performing, mm -hmm. I'll dance on them. So mm -hmm. it's like I know how to do that stuff and I can do it in normal situations too. Yeah, I never did that. I, mean, I used to dance, but I never never mm. went to poles. It's fun though. Yeah. It's it's fun. What? You, that's what I called you when, when when I walked in. You called me the singing acupuncturist. I called you by your dancer name. Rocker? Yep. That's my DJ name. Oh, well, what's your <laughs> dancer name? Uh, that, that, I, that's been, that was a long, Edith. long, long, <laughs> that was a long <laughs> time ago. That's when I got out of the Marine Corps, and that was before my chest dropped and yeah. everything. <laughs> you know. But that, now, now, when we did the Ugly Waitress, my name was Pinky. And my best friend who won was ooh. Sugar. Sugar. Ooh. Oh, ooh. I love names like that. Like, so I have like Zenobia is my main drag persona. I actually have like four. Like, so Zenobia is the main one. I have uh, Sunshine Giggleburst. She's oh. kind of like I always say she's my East Baltimore stripper. Like my friends in Baltimore, they know when she comes out. Like my best friend Dylan will be like, "That's not Zenobia," and I'm like, "It's not." But I still will be billed as Zenobia because it's the main one. I also have Hot Shelby. She's like, she is a typical Baltimore hun. So I have different personas. How many so. outfits you have? I have a I have a whole closet for her. Wow. So I have like a two bedroom like house. My I have one bedroom for all my clothes, and I have her room. So wow. Oh yeah. And I mean, I do costume design, so it's like. I know I've been sewing since I was eight. Most of the stuff is I get from Savers Thrift Store in Parkville. I go there, get stuff, sew it, tailor it to my body, paint it, glitterize it, and that's where all my drag comes from. I do not spend a lot of money with drag, but because I have like the creativity, I know yeah. how to like make stuff look amazing. So, so thrift shops are a blessing to you. Yeah, oh yes, yes, oh yeah. So in Savers, yes. so I'm oh. waiting to well, see you dress shops. up now. Oh, it's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. I okay. just got permission. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll do your makeup and everything. So I'll I'll doll you up. I just have to. I'll get you a nice 301 me. lash. I'll get your face beat. So mm -hmm. it'll be good. Love it. I'm going to have to talk to the club. We might have to do an ugly waitress spaghetti. I'll, I'll come. Something. I will do ugly waitress. I'll be head waitress. You can call me Carla. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be head waitress of a diner. <laughs> I think it's Ab Aberdeen or Churchville Lions called one of them. They do it every year. Yeah. And oh yeah, it's to see so some fun. some of these older guys dress mm -hmm. up. It's like love it. Oh God, no. <laughs> some of them look good, but some of them though they 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 can't cut it. And I can't do makeup myself. My wife yeah. and daughter had to do my makeup, which of course they were having a blast with that. I mean, like, blowing your eyebrows down, and then it's because when I paint my face, like it it's more painting than what people think. And yeah. it's like, I'm creating a whole new face on me. Now, how many different wigs do you have right now? I have about 12 in my, okay. in my, I don't have a lot, but I, I invest in good high quality wigs. So I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to spending a couple hundred for a wig that I can get a lot of wear out. Yeah. Of. I, all I do is buy one of them little party. City okay. I got some party wigs. city wigs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I picked another one up in mm. Goodwill or something oh, yeah. like that. Which is actually a good what? I don't know if I'd get a wig from Goodwill. 
Hey, I mean, the, it's all it's still dragged. If it's clean, right? <laughs> well, you got to clean it. Can't you clean well, wigs? Yeah, I, I I don't know. Can you clean wigs? Oh, yeah, yeah, you have oh, to. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because there's just certain things you don't buy from Goodwill. That's that's why you you put it's <laughs> very true. That's why you, that's why you put it wigs. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't do the shoe route either. No. Um, yeah. Although I will say I do like the Bel Air one because occasionally I'll go in there and there'll be like a size 14 pump. And I'm like, Bella that's a drag queen. Best. I'm like, that's a drag yes. queen right there. That keeps the yeah, shoes away. Yeah, there's no way I'd be able to wear heels. Well. Mm. I'd end up. You'll be amazed. I wear like good, like I have shoes that are like made to dance in, and like I love them. They're actually easier to walk in than barefoot. Like when I did my show back in March, like I was in like four or five inch heels good for Lord. like six hours and was fine. <laughs> it's Holy like, cow! <laughs> yeah. He's a manly man. I, I wish you'd be able to do that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm like a 14 and a half heel. Like, I'm a, I am have huge feet, and when I'm in drag, I mean, I get women's pumps, and it's like... Where in the world are you finding Amazon. shoes? Amazon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazon. Yeah. First of all, I don't want to meet anything. the woman that wore that shoe. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, mean, that, that, I mean, holy Well, Paris cow. Hilton has a size 14 shoe. People don't realize she oh, has wow. massive feet. So I'm like, it is, it's not uncommon for women to have big feet like that, but it's very rare. Wow. Because I'm a men's 11, <laughs> so in heels, I'd have to I'd give up two sizes. So. All, right, so, all right. I keep forgetting about that. So women's size is different than a man, mm-hmm. man's yeah. size. Yeah. So size 14 in women's is what in a, a man's? A men's 11. I know still pretty the big. shoes I got on now is an 11, but I know in heels I'm a 14. Wow. And I have to get them wide for man feet. <laughs> no, yeah. Man, that... It's fun, though. <laughs> so one of the things, and I don't remember if I asked this or not, do you have a website? I have a link tree. I'm going to be redoing my website in the next few months. Okay. So by this summer, I'm going to have like a website and kind of have all my art there. Kind of like a one a one-stop you know, shop right. for everything I do. So if so. people want to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch uh, with you now? Instagram, Zenobia underscore darling. Um, you can message me on there. Um, and then on my link tree, I mean, you can email me, you can message me, you know, Facebook is more Derek. Um, but for Zenobia, mainly Instagram is the main okay. thing. So and what about the Emporium? Um, we have you forgot. (laughs) we're not more people so (laughs) so yeah artist emporiums at uh, 220 north washington street and we uh, artist emporium and we also uh during covid we got some federal grant money and now have an e-commerce site um, oh, and- Mid-Atlantic Artists. Yeah. yeah. So I'm on there, the website, artistsemporium.com. I also do all the social media for Artists Emporium. That's kind of like my day job. So if you follow Artists Emporium on there, that's all me doing. You also mentioned me there, too. So. Right. I don't, you know what? In all honesty, I didn't realize you owned that until you emailed me. I always thought that was part of the nonprofit, the big nonprofit in Heaven Degrees. And then he has upstairs that's like rented out to people. Like, you know, they have like a, he rents it out for people to live there. So you have an area in the building that you can't rent out that you can't figure out what you want to do. Is that what you said earlier? There's a fun basement though. No, no, we're, we're doing a, (laughs) there's a fun basement. Oh yeah. (laughs) Do tell. No, it is. Ladies, when you, when they go down the stairs, they, they get creeped out. Okay. And then, 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 then where the front is, there's like two, 
porticles that uh, that look like a, t- a torture chamber. I mean, because because they're set in. <laughs> it it is a like eighteen hundreds like basement. Like it is like it's good vibes. Mm. All, yeah. all we need is some chains. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You could have a little makeshift like haunted area. Oh yeah, I'm, there might be a spirit down there. Well, if you're, if you're ever ever in Habity Grace, stop by. Oh, I will. Next time yeah. I'm up yeah. there, I'm definitely oh, yeah. going to yeah. And on first Friday in Habity Grace, I'm actually going to be painting out front. So, like, <gasps> I'll be there doing an abstract expressionist painting. We have a show coming up. It's Bill Rothenbach, who's an abstract expressionist mm-hmm. painter in Harford County. He's going to have a solo show that opens May 7th in the gallery. So, for first Friday in May 6th, I'll be outside, actually, on the sidewalk doing, like, a Jackson Pollock-styled abstract expressionist painting. Awesome. So, so and you can come out. You can talk to me. Like I'm a nice person. So I don't. I don't because people get very intimidated by me. They're like, "Oh God, this is drag queen." Like, but I'm like, I'm nice. Like I'm chill. Just like come and say hi to me. Well, what days are, is the Emporium open? We are with the renovations. It, it varies. Okay. Okay. Because the guy who was supposed to, uh, well, whatever, it's not important, but uh, you know how contractors have to right. move around and. Pick and choose their their their. So once renovations are done, you'll be open more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. And if you message on there, I mean, we can always make appointments. If anyone wants to come, have like a want to buy something, like want to see the art, like you know, we can always accommodate that. Right. So. And Colleen, if somebody needs a singing acupuncturist there. session how do they get in touch with you (laughs) (laughs) you can go to zenpathwellness.com or you can call 667-444-2324 or email me zenpathwellness at yahoo.com yahoo (laughs) no it's yahoo oh yeah that's right god i forgot do that again nope just a one time just a one time Man, almost. <laughs> but it's recorded though. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, so is the other one. That recording never goes away either. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sometimes you need that sings in there for blackmail. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> you guys have anything to add whatsoever? No, I mean, no, no, that was I think we fun. We got it. So, it oh, I, I want to thank you both, Colleen. Thanks for coming in. And anytime you want to come back. Oh, yeah. Let me know, because I I know there's a lot we didn't cover. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank Rob and Derek, or Zenobia Darling, for coming on. And I especially want to thank Colleen for helping me out. And next time, maybe I can get her to sing again. We'll see. But anyway, um, you get a chance. You have to check out two things. Number one, Derek's art. You, You have to see his art and get his book as well. And get to the Artist Emporium in Havy Grace, Rob's Place, if you haven't been there yet. Uh, trust me, all the art there, you're just going to fall in love with it. That's the one thing here about Harford County. I've said it before. There are so many great artists. And it's it's nice to be able to go out and support them. And if you can purchase their art, purchase it as well. Something I've always said, I've had authors on the show and artists that they believe that it's not their job, even though they're trying to sell it, that it's not a job or a business. It is a business. And anytime you purchase their art, you're helping them. So please do so. So as far as podcasts go, <laughs> I uh, after after talking to Derek, I've been checking out some different podcasts. And I've been cracking up at some of these. But this one had me rolling. 
It's called the Wigging Out Podcast. I'll have the links for it in the show notes. And basically what they're doing, they're talking to different drag queens, and I believe drag kings, but just <laughs> the names. I love the names. Cherry Poppins is one of the guests they have on. Ginger Von Snap. I love it. It's just, just a junior mint. So you get a chance, check it out. It's the Wigging Out Podcast, and I'll have links to it in the show notes as well. I want to remind you again, if you would like to come on the podcast, if you know somebody that would like to come on, if there's a subject you want us to talk about, just email me at rbennett at harfordcountyedivin.com or go to conversationswithrichbennett.com and you'll see a form there. It says, be a guest, fill out the form and I'll get it. And we'll get everything set up. And uh, just bear with me because I, as it stands right now, I have guests scheduled out three months in advance, but I still have some room in there, especially if you're here in Hartford County, I'm, I'm keeping room for all the locals. I'm still supporting local, even though all of you have made the podcast a huge success. I'm still keeping everything as local as possible. So if you live here in Hartford County, guess what? You're coming on first. But everybody else, I'm, I'm still scheduling. So, again, just go to conversationswithrichbennett.com and click on the link that says Be a Guest. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast as well because I'm always doing some type of giveaway or contest. And if you subscribe to the podcast or the newsletter, you're automatically entered. So this way, when I go to do a new one, you don't have to enter again. It's already there. Until next time, my name is Rich Bennett. Stay safe, and thank you for joining the conversation. So I am sitting here today. I have a young lady on that is a very talented photographer, Emily Adolph. And she's got something very special, especially if you run a nonprofit. Oh, she's got something special for you. But... If you just need photography in general, you want to get a hold of her. So how are you doing, Emily? I'm doing good, Rich. Thank you for having me on today. Oh, my pleasure. Tell us what it is that you are, this special that you're running. Yeah. so Special for special people because you're special, right? (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So what I'm offering is free photography services to nonprofits here in Harford County. And Mm -hmm. um, initially I was running it from now until the end of June, but what I've decided to do is extend it out. Um, So now I'm offering it from now until um, the end of August. So until August 31st, that, that, you know, weekend Um, figured, you know, it's a, it's a busy time of year season for Mm -hmm. nonprofits having events in the summertime. Um, But yeah, really just want to support, help nonprofits capture, you know, moments and, and the, um, experiences of the events that they're hosting without having to, you know, worry about funding the photographer. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about, you know, what I'm, I'm giving back to the community. Which is great because a lot of your nonprofits don't take photos of their events and they should be on their websites. I agree. You know, even for upcoming events, you know, it's nice if you had the photos from last year to, to ask, Hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is how good it is. Yeah. And also, but you also do other types of photography in case somebody wants to hire you, right? I do. Yeah, I do portraits, families, event, you know, other events, musicians, bands. Those are my my key focuses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how does somebody hire you? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, they would just go to my website. So it's www.emilyadolph.com. So that's E M I L Y. 
A-D-O-L-P-H.com. Well, first of all, thank you for doing that because that's awesome. And especially now, a lot of your nonprofits are struggling because you're just like all of us, inflation's hitting them hard. Yep. You know, and you have, you know, some venues around that shut down. So some of them are struggling to find a place. And here you are reaching out to help. And for those of you that don't know about Emily, this is Emily just loves to help people out. Yeah, I do. So. Help her out as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hire her for your photography needs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Rich.